Monday, the 12th of May, 2008. At a primary school in North Yorkshire, Year 6 are taking their final SATs tests. Most of them have brought in lucky charms, little toys as talismans of good luck. As the exams draw to a close, a feeling of elation sweeps the room. They're finally free, and the end of primary school feels closer than ever. Life is about to change. But while everyone else is talking about that, one boy is drawing a picture of his lucky charm, a small blue teddy bear. In the drawing, he gives him a suit, glasses, a pair of trainers, a police box by his side, a sonic screwdriver in hand. He's drawing him as Doctor Who. He makes the picture into a poster, Saturdays at 5.30 on BBC One, and gives it a logo. He uses more paper to write out an episode guide for the show, just like he's seen in the Radio Times. Softy Who is born. Soon, he tries to make Softy Who with his friend Dylan. It's a crude effort, clearly the work of children, but it's charming. Hands obviously moving the bears around, story completely improvised, every character voiced by the same two people. So, you two know my evil plan. Uh, yeah, but just go over it so we're sure. Okay, I will. He edits the film, puts it on a DVD, and the process takes hold of him. Doctor, you do not want to see us. Through high school, he makes new friends, keeps making short films, and takes on new projects, but part of him won't let go of Softy Who. What's going on? Ah, oh, my head hurts. I've got such a headache. Don't worry, you've just been possessed. Softy's outgrown a suit by now, favouring a top hat and a green scarf, but he's in a revived series, a crossover, a Children in Need special, a novelisation, and finally, the boy writes his magnum opus. A script for Softy Who the movie. Where'd that weird blue box thing go? This movie is never finished. As high school comes to an end, he starts thinking about university. A filmmaking course, perhaps. He's been getting into writing comedy sketches lately. What's a phone? You're being serious, aren't you? Jeff, I really want a piece of can you just do this phone no, thing? You don't do the phone. It's it's not it's a device. At a friend's birthday, he meets someone a lot like himself, someone called Jack. They talk all evening about the various projects they've thought up, but the show remains unmentioned. The years go by, and they become good friends, working together on films, web series, and eventually a comedy film podcast. Hang on, I dropped my phone. He still hasn't ever mentioned his teddy bear adventures, but finally, it's time to reveal all as Joe, Jack, and some friends come together to read through the official screenplay of Softy Who, the movie. Monday, the 12th of May, 2008. At a primary school in North Yorkshire, 
Year 6 are taking their final SATS tests. Most of them have brought in lucky charms, little toys as talismans of good luck. One boy is drawing a picture of his lucky charm, a small blue teddy bear. In the drawing, he gives him a suit, glasses, a pair of trainers, a police box by his side. He's drawing him as Doctor Who. He makes the picture into a poster, Saturdays at 5.30 on BBC One, and gives it a logo. He uses more paper to write out an episode guide for the show, just like he's seen in the Radio Times. Softy Who is born. Soon, he tries to make Softy Who. It's a crude effort, clearly the work of children, but it's charming. Hands obviously moving the bears around, story completely improvised, every character voiced by the same two people. So, you two know my evil plan. Uh, yeah, but just go over it so we're sure. He edits the film, puts it on a DVD, and the process takes hold of him. Doctor, you do not want to see us. Through high school, he makes new friends, keeps making short films, and takes on new projects, but part of him won't let go of Softy Who. What's going on? Ah, my head hurts. I've got such a headache. Don't worry, you've just been possessed. Softy's outgrown a suit by now, favouring a top hat and a green scarf, but he's in a revived series, a crossover, a Children in Need special, a novelisation, and finally, a script for Softy Who the movie. Where'd that weird blue box thing go? Oh well. This movie is never finished. At a friend's birthday, he meets someone a lot like himself, someone called Jack. What's a phone? You're being serious, aren't you? Jack, aren't the years you? go by, and they become good friends, working together on films, web series, and eventually a comedy film podcast. Hang on, I dropped my phone. He still hasn't ever mentioned his teddy bear adventures, but finally, it's time to reveal all, as Joe, Jack, and some friends come together to read through the official screenplay of Softy Who, the movie. Film Smash Productions present Softy Who, the movie, as written and read by Joe Tricky. Starring Jack Liddy as Softy, Hope Conway as Rufus, and Jono Wallace as side characters and sound effects. You're listening to Film Smash, and it's been 10 years in the making. Who, who, wants, to, who wants to do the... This is going to be awfully timed because we're all on Skype. Who wants huh? to do the... And who wants to do the... <laughs> all, that, Joe, Jono, that's all you. Come on. Okay. Yeah, you um, have to do the whole thing. Uh, um, uh, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fine. Um, Joe, you can. What if I do both and Joe just puts them over the top of each other? That's exactly what I'll do. Okay. All right. Are we ready for this? This is going to be awful. Here we go. There you go, that's all you're getting, because that was a very big peak on my recording. Jono Wallace, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really impressed. And we also have Hope, who is new to the show, and podcasts in general. Yes, I'm very excited. Hope, you are... 
<laughs> You're our um, <laughs> resident uh, Doctor Who scholar. Um, How aren't dare you? you? No, no, as I in mean... Hope is... Hope is What's your dissertation on Hope? So oh, I right. did my... Yeah, I actually actually like wrote like in, in my education about Doctor Who which says a lot about me I think um and it was about the soapization of Doctor Who the Russell T Davis era um and I actually can't really remember what that means and it was only a few months ago <laughs> so are we ready to crack on is everyone ready yeah yeah let's go yeah okay scene one exterior street day Rufus is walking along the street. He stops at a big blue box. On the top it says, Police Public Call Box. It's the TARDIS. <laughs> he examines it. Jumping straight in. There's the TARDIS. <laughs> hey, where did this come from? Oh well. He continues walking. <laughs> Fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're in. <laughs> That's the first four lines. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> Scene two, interior museum, day. Rufus is sat, should be sitting, at an information desk. A customer walks up to him. Excuse me, can you possibly tell me the way to the gift shop? Oh, yes, it's just down those stairs and along the corridor, then it's on your left. You can't miss it. Oh, thank you so much. No problem. The customer walks away. Rufus shakes his head and mutters to himself. Got to get out of this job. It's just something to do till I find a proper life. It's barely enough to pay rent on that flat. A new customer, Softy, walks up to him. Hello, my name is Softy. Softy. How may I help you then, Softy? Well, firstly, you should be wearing a proper name badge. Um, but I am. Look, it says Mr. Molis. Is it Mollis or Molis? <laughs> I think it was Mollis. Mollis. We shouldn't have two L's. Sorry, I'm being too nitpicky now. <laughs> Joe was 14. Quick reset. Just go for that line again. Just go for that line again. <laughs> uh, I am. Look, it says Mr. Mollis. I know, that's what I mean. Everyone likes a first name basis, and then asking for directions feels less like a job interview. Oh, well, my name is Rufus. What do you want? That's better. You wouldn't be able to tell me if you have any trilobite exoskeletons, would you? You see, they react with a particular energy wave I'm trying to locate the source of. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Have you heard of positronic energy? <laughs> because there is masses of it being generated somewhere near here. Uh, the exoskeletons are upstairs and in room nine. Thank you very much. Uh, what was it? Uh, Roofless? No, it's Rufus. Oh, of course. Well, bye then. Rufless. Softy walks away, and Rufus just sits there, perplexed. <laughs> How are we feeling, guys? Is that a real thing? The things, all the all the words there, are those all real things, or did you make did you make of them up? Of course not. Just... This is a Doctor Who spoof. I I, uh, did, what, what I don't know you not science. Um, Trilobite exoskeletons was so when I originally made this little TV show as a kid, we filmed. This museum scene in a, a drawer that we took out of a chest of drawers and just put crap in it that I happened to have. And I was into fossils at the time. And I had to try of course. You, you, you were a kid who was into fossils. You, I can tell, actually. Yeah. So there's a big trilobite there. So I thought, trilobite, I guess it's an exoskeleton of sorts. Trilobite <laughs> that makes sense. exoskeletons. 
and it stayed in every iteration of this story that I ever made. <laughs> Are you enjoying this voice? Because I am going to keep doing it. <laughs> Please we don't continue. Really have a choice, do we? <laughs> I I noted when when I when me and Joe looked at this the other day, almost every single one of Softy's lines is sh- is shouted. <laughs> if you look at the script, it's always shouting. <laughs> These scripts will maybe be available in the show notes. <laughs> oh, you should 100% do that. Um, Hang okay. on, am I playing a character called Lightning? Oh, yeah, he's the big, big baddie. He's nice. a dog. Anyway, anyway, we'll get there. So, the script says, fade to black. <laughs> fade from black. <laughs> Fantastic. Scene three, interior, museum, evening. Rufus is reading a book when his boss walks up to him. Mr. Wallace, you can go home now. What? Oh, yes, home. Thank you, sir. He puts his book in the cupboard and leaves the museum. Scene four, exterior street, night. Rufus is walking back along the street, and the blue box has gone. Rufus stops to mutter. Was it gone? Maybe it was just... I feel like also... Sorry, I feel like this... um, (laughs) This guy is like, I feel like he's going to get sectioned because he just keeps walking around muttering to himself. And like, they're not like, do you not do that? when he was, no, he muttered like a full paragraph earlier. Like it was a good like 30 seconds of dialogue that he was saying. It's called at exposition. Work. Is it implied that, again, I think going with um, Hope's theory, is it implied that he's about to say maybe it was just my imagination? I think so, yeah. Because it's just sort of maybe it was just, may- maybe I imagined that. Large box there. Maybe he had just, Maybe just not realised he was walking past Earl's Court Station. Maybe. <laughs> is this set in London? Um. Or is it like New Who, where it's set in fucking Yorkshire? Well, I was set in fucking Yorkshire as a kid. <laughs> I thought it was set in a drawer. Ah, was, yeah. I thought we were telling yeah, yeah, that's something. true. Actually, it was mainly set in my house in various locations. Does Fair this enough. mean we have to do Yorkshire accents? Because I no. feel like that would be really offensive, and I can't do that. Yeah, please. You don't know of an accent, no, but it's not going to be Yorkshire specifically. I liked, I liked the Scottish accent. I, it never occurred to me that to make good. anything regional in those days. The thing is, I think <laughs> I might have used the Scottish accent too early, because unless the boss comes back up, I can't really do it again. Oh, yeah, you, you've, you've blown that one. Lots of planets have a Scotland. <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay. Lots of planets have a Scotland. <laughs> okay. Oh no, I've just seen the next highlighted bit for me. Mm-hmm. Scene 5, interior. Rufus is flat. Night. Rufus is lying in his bed when he hears a noise. It's the TARDIS engines. There you go. Suddenly, Rufus stands up and walks out of the room. Scene 6, museum, night. Softy is in the museum room with the big blue box. He is shouting at thin air when Rufus arrives. Come on then, show yourself. He spots Rufus. Go home, it's not safe here. Doofus or whatever your name is, just go. But Rufus just stands there staring at the wall, hypnotised. Softy just begins to walk over to Rufus to check him when a really loud groaning noise erupts. Um, Softy turns round as a great big dog appears from nowhere. The camera starts shaking and the dog speaks. 
Little bear, what are you doing here? <laughs> Trying to stop you, that's what. What's your name? And what are you doing with all this positronic energy? <laughs> oh, this little bear knows more than you'd imagine. My name is Lightning, the only survivor of the Canis. Cannons. <laughs> Cannons. A long time ago, my people were destroyed in a great battle. Yes, yeah, tell me something I don't know. Give me half a chance. A long time ago, my people were destroyed in a great battle. Now, I want to avenge them, and I can convert age into positronic energy. I will convert the museum's age into more energy than ever before. Then I will sell it. It will make me rich enough to declare war on the universe, and then I can fight in the name of my ancient race, the Cannons. I will use Rufus as a conductor. I establish the conversation. No, <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> I establish the conversion process, but it would kill any life form to be the conductor. So I am using someone disposable. Right. So you are going to kill him. And your point is? My point is that I will not let you. You volunteer to be the conductor? No. But you can get even more energy without the need of a conductor. My spaceship, the TARDIS, contains positronic energy already. It doesn't need to be converted. You can absorb it all you like. Oh. An offer? Well, why not? I think a change of plan is in order. Suddenly, Rufus starts panicking. He's been unhypnotized. Oh my god! What is that dog thing? Oh, it's you! Sloppy, wasn't it? Lightning! Before you take the energy, I need to make a few adjustments with my handy toothbrush. Telsar toothbrush, <laughs> to be precise. He holds up a little torch thing and points it at the blue box. Now you can absorb! Here we go, the return of the cannons! He lunges forward and then is enveloped in a bright white light. The whole screen is white and you can't see anything. What? What is happening? This is not right! I opened the heart of the TARDIS into your head, Lightning. When you wake up, you'll be so old you can't move without getting a bad back. What? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> You heard me! <laughs> this is amazing! <laughs> oh my god! That We're was five my, pages um, in. That was my idea of a joke back then, I think. <laughs> um, no, honestly, this owns. That, that, that's great. The white light fades and lightning is gone. Where has the dog gone? I think he's been disintegrated. Wow, that I didn't expect. Are you okay, Doofus? It's Rufus. I'm fine, Sloppy. It's Softy. Get it right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm fine. Well, that's all right then. Um, I, I travel in space and time, and I, I thought it looks pretty boring at the museum, so I just wondered if you want to, um, uh, well, you know. What? Come with me. I don't know. I'm not supposed to follow strangers, but <laughs> somehow... I trust you. Wait, is Rufus an is, adult? Is, Sorry, is, is Rufus an child? adult? <laughs> I'm really confused. You've got a job. You pay character. rent at a flat. 
You're an adult. But I'm not supposed to follow strangers. <laughs> no one's supposed to follow strangers. It's not just kids. I hope you didn't give up on that when you, yeah, when you got older. I just older. can't imagine like a 25-year-old man just being like, I'm not supposed to follow strangers, but, you know, sure. <laughs> Oh, he says yeah. he's saying it to a teddy bear. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. To be I love this iteration of the Doctor. It's already more heroic than um, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. He's just killed the bad guy and moved on. <laughs> yeah, and then shyly asked out this guy. Yeah, it's great. I love it. It was I yeah, it the, was um... very um, like a very awkward like sort of asking someone on a date over Tinder. Sort of, mm. it, it was very kind of awkies. <laughs> I... I imagine I would have written it like that because I'd identified that there'd been no uh, character relationship building throughout the whole thing. And instead of addressing that and rewriting it, I thought I'd just like make it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was my solution. I'm not sure. I think it works. <laughs> I love it. I feel like they're both strange in their own ways and like they just identify with each other because they know that they're both kind of weird. Yeah, in a, in a very well, like, Rufus is probably imagining way. all of this in his mind. Quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> He's still dreaming. Don't worry, you can trust me. Usually, <gasps> time and space. Yeah, all of it. Prove it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that voice is amazing. I fucking will. Okay. <laughs> okay. I shall prove it. How dare you question me? <laughs> he walks into the blue box which fades away but is instantly back again I feel like that's like Scooby-Doo is having an asthma attack or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry um. yes uh, Softy comes out of the box he's holding a photograph blimey and I thought that box was a portaloo I'm going to ignore that there you go <laughs> He hands Rufus. Don't address the... what he said. He just said that to me, and I'm just like, "There you go." <laughs> yeah. Who says it isn't? I. <laughs> you know, you don't acknowledge your friends when they make jokes for an audience who aren't there. <laughs> I guess that's what are I do you on the show with you. Are you commenting? Yeah. Are you commenting on our, <laughs> our dynamic? <laughs> yeah, I was commenting on it from a very early age. Um, <laughs> he hands Rufus the picture. It is a picture of Rufus and Softy on a roller coaster. One of those pictures that you get shown and then you decide if you want to buy it after the ride. But this never happened. Look at the date. But that's tomorrow. Fancy a ride? Oh my god. <laughs> no, wait, stop there. I love that. That's great. No, that is that is great bit of Doctor Who right there. I love that. Yeah, no, actually, I, I really like, like that. We're going to have an adventure, no, that, and yeah. here's my proof. Here's something we haven't done yet. Amazing. I was quite I proud of that back in the day. That is a, That's a good genuinely idea. good idea I'd love to see in Doctor Who. I didn't execute it right, as you'll see in the yeah. next scene. But <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it. It's oh, like, God. I, always, I, I talk about when you notice like, bits in Doctor Who. I've mentioned this before on the show where like characters have like fates. Like You know something's going to happen because... Um, just the way time travel works, you know, oh, for the next 10 minutes, they're actually destined to do something, but the show never mentions it. This is great. This is just saying, oh, it's now proven we're destined to um, travel together. And I like that. That's a good intro to a doctor and a companion. Mm. That's fun. Well done, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> I want it because I, I, I think I'd seen the, um, the Smith and Jones one. 
yeah. where the doctor goes and takes oh, off the, his tie, tie in the morning. And yeah. I think should... I remember thinking, that's not proof. That's like <laughs> that wouldn't prove it to me. I want picture evidence. Well, well they they referenced it earlier in the episode, didn't they? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, but also like that's you can do that without a time machine. Like he could have like like I mean, if he was a crazy person, like he could have literally he could have planned just lied. to go Yeah, exactly. Like he could have gone up to her, said, like so, and then at the end of the episode be like I am gonna go and travel in time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. See ya. And then she's just remembering that. I don't know. Like, yeah. I think Joe's actually makes more sense. Scene seven, theme park day. Softy and Rufus get off the ride and head back to the museum. Oh my god! Believe me now. We haven't been talking for the past two hours. <laughs> I was waiting to just go. Believe me now. You've been in line for literally half the day. <laughs> yes, you have got a time machine. It's amazing. But you haven't actually been inside yet. How? What? What? <laughs> Wait, we didn't Wait. get in the TARDIS at the end of that. Why? I said, what? Did they just drive there? Oh, oh no, did they just did they just wait until wait, the next the day? Opposite the museum. They head yeah, back. Is it just that's over right. the they road? Went, they went to the roller coaster. They went to the theme park and had a ride, and then went back to the museum. <laughs> <laughs> wait, but there's a, did the doctor then buy the picture? Are there now two pictures? Well, this is what I meant. I he, in that he never executes it because like. No, they never pay it off. He never gets the picture. Wait, but surely if he was there to get the picture and he had it, then he was there twice, right? They were both there twice. Because yep. how yeah, exactly. he oh, went the and got the picture. You just created like a sort of Father's Day situation. No, that's right. That must be how I wrote it then. Like he he, he goes and, and buys the picture while they're not looking. I'm not, I don't know. Wow. I want to see okay. that scene. I want to see yeah, you, a giant teddy bear. You should just bear. cut away and not come back. <laughs> that, like, you shouldn't okay. have. Like, you shouldn't have tried to pay off. You should just like not thought about it and moved on. Like yeah. that, the picture should have been the proof. Not okay. Here's a picture, and now we're gonna go ride a roller coaster together. Just after that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, okay. That was me. I know, but I believe it works. <laughs> The time machine, that is. Yes. Um, <laughs> for some reason, you believe it works. Um, okay, I could seems... have just taken you back in time to, you know, Victorian times or something. That would also have proved it. But I wanted a ride. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to go on a roller coaster. Um, that bit's not in the script. Uh, scene eight, museum day. The pair arrives in the room. The TARDIS is surrounded by yellow crime scene tape. Oh, oh. no. Great. That's no problem. Softy just snaps the tape and walks into the box. Hey, you can't just do that. Can do. Anyway, who's here to stop me? Rufus follows Softy, looking round. Oh, never mind. Hang on. Is there going to be room in that box? Because <laughs> oh, shit. you're a bit... What? Uh, sizable. Oh, there's plenty of room in here, don't you worry. Oh I forgot to mention Softy's, just... Softy's like a fat bear. Did they just call him, did you just call him fat? Even yeah. for a fat shit like me, there's room, goofus. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm just going to draw another comparison between uh, Softy and uh, 13th Doctor. 13th Doctor would have been stopped by some tape. They would have gone, ah, oh, we can't go now. 
Oh no! Some police officer would just put, would just didn't excuse me. Can you explain this? And the doctor's like, oh, I've got to go save the world. Excuse me. Can you explain this? And they would have spent like three hours doing that. Um, so Rufus is just fat shamed softy. Yes, we're moving on from that. Scene nine. Interior. Tardis. Day. The camera holds close on Rufus's face as the doors close behind him. Oh my god. I know, it's a mess, isn't it? I really need to find time to have a sort out. No, I mean... The camera pans round to reveal the room. It is by far bigger on the inside, with a control panel in the middle of the room. Softy is bustling around it, pulling levers and pressing buttons. It's bigger on the inside. Than the outside? And what's the problem? Uh, Oh, sorry, you're not used to that, are you? Anyway, first things first, welcome to the TARDIS. It's alien, right? Well, of course it is. What did you expect? Are you alien? He's a he's a he's a teddy bear. Like <laughs> he's not a human. Well, that's why you have to even ask. look human. <laughs> yeah, but you're a teddy bear as well. Remember? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. We oh. all are. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you're not a person. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that <laughs> you were. <laughs> I thought it was just a giant teddy bear that was wandering around a normal world. <laughs> God, Rufus is that's, mad. That's what I thought. That's literally what I thought it was. <laughs> I, I'm so oh, sorry. I don't it. know. Rufus has got DID. He forgets he's brain. a teddy bear a lot of the time. <laughs> I, that would be an amazing fair, plot twist. I can't quite understand like Rufus's character. I feel like I don't understand him as a person. In what way? Quite yet. I don't know. I just can't. You'll get can't, there. You'll like, learn to love him. Yeah, I feel like I am going to learn to love him. <laughs> we'll see. Perhaps. <laughs> Shall I give you my line again? Sure. Uh, yeah. Are you alien? To you, yes. But to me, you're an alien. Depends who we're talking about, you see. Where are you from? Time for that later. But first, any questions? Apart from... <laughs> oh, wait, no, he does say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read that again, Jack? <laughs> Time for that later. But first, any questions? Yeah. Where are you from? Apart from that one. Uh, I can't see the windows in here, but I can from outside. Where do they go? I don't know. I still haven't found every room, you know. You mean there are more rooms? Yeah, in fact, come to think of it, I did spot one of the windows once. It was on the floor. Right. Why are you in a top hat? Top what? Oh, I see. Uh, It suits me, wouldn't you say? No. Well, you need... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Rufus. Well, you need imagination to make it work. It obviously doesn't work if you need to imagine so hard that it looks good. Oh, can we talk about something okay. else? I want to interrupt here. Yeah, what? What's going on here? What is this? What is this dynamic? I quite like the original joke. You need imagination to make it work, but then I instantly ruin it by having Rufus explain the joke. Yeah. Joe's writing. All the jokes make more sense when you explain them afterwards. I, just, I like the I like the window bit, and then just immediately it's just Rufus, who've just been his life has just been saved. He's just ridden a roller coaster, um, and had this whole thing introduced to him. For some reason, his reaction still is to make fun of how soft he looks. <laughs> 
he's a he's a bully, isn't he? Rufus is a bully. He's, he's quite bitchy. He's yeah. a bit actually. We'll learn to love him though. <laughs> we'll get there. Which like companion is this mostly based on? Because I feel like there's like Ooh. quite a few that are that are very. I feel like I'm getting most Amy vibes, but this is 2011, isn't it? So would that even? Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah that I works feel like I'm getting. This is like it reminds me of Amy more than anyone else, just because she was like the bitchiest. <laughs> I think. I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. She I've, like I, she cheated on her husband. Basically, like she's not a good person. Like Clara was quite. Um, blunt. The, the yeah. fat shaming reminds me of their relationship because there was a lot of times where um, Peter Capaldi's doctor just kind of called her ugly, like just sort of talked oh, yeah, about how like, like, ugly yeah. she was. Like, are you wearing makeup? I didn't notice. You can't really, doesn't really see any difference. Or like mm. stuff like that. Yeah, no. It's when she gets really old in the Christmas episode and he's like, have you aged 50 years? I couldn't tell. He's just, like, really, really mean to her for some reason. He's like, come on, you can come on. You've already taken your makeup off. I haven't taken my makeup off. Oh, it's that bit, yeah. yeah. That's it. I, I always I always saw the bit when he sees her as old and says, have you aged? I couldn't tell. I always saw that's quite nice because it's sort of like he just sees her as this sort of ageless, his, this ageless friend of his. He doesn't care what age she is. I think from mm. a woman's perspective, I read it differently. Whereas if <laughs> yeah. I aged 50 years and a man was like, I can't tell... I think I'd be a bit offended by that. But then actually it's the other way around to be fair, isn't it? So I think you might be right there. I think I think I was so young when I first came up with these characters and then I spent way too many years redoing them that they're not based on anyone. They just are actually mm. themselves. This was much too much of my childhood. Um, <laughs> I'm loving the insight though. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's have Softy's line there. Uh, what? Well, okay. Um... <clears throat> Oh, can we talk about something else? Okay. Where are you from? <laughs> um, where do you want to go? All of time and space to choose from. Where's it going to be? My house. I need to pick up some things. Like what? A good book. Or something to help pass the time. The time doing what? We'll be busy most of the time. It's going to take a long time to travel though, isn't it? Through time. No, and if you want a book, I've got a whole library on floor 207. Where do I sleep? I mean, we have to do that sometime, don't we? Oh yes, I'll make you a room. He presses a few buttons. Beep, boop, then there boop, is an boop, odd noise. <laughs> I've just booted up Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, brand new room, with a direct link to the library. Does that mean my room is on floor... What was it, 207? No, you're on floor 893. But still, you won't have to walk far. Good. So, where are we going first? How about the planet Gardinia? Oh my god. Where? <laughs> a garden planet. A great big backyard, oversized, and a fantastic tourist attraction. Right. I get paid by the number of people <laughs> I send there. I love this. Let's go to G Gardinia. I just Gardinia. Well done, Joe. Softly flicks a final button on the console, and the whole room shakes. The TARDIS starts up, and Rufus has to shout to Softy. It's very uh, choppy. You mean turbulent? 
Probably. Are we there yet? Almost instantly, the engines and shaking stop, and all is calm. Yes. Scene 10. Gardenia. Day. Gardenia. I love that. That's brilliant. (laughs) Softly and Rufus are stood in the middle of a great big field. The TARDIS is about 20 paces behind them. They talk in really dull tones. Rufus is obviously extremely unimpressed. Yeah, fucking as always. Um, it's a field. Yes, it is. It's got very long grass. I like grass. So do I. Very nice grass, isn't it? Yes, very nice. There's a big fence. Yes, there is. Sorry. This is really funny. For a moment, I had a very strange experience then. I thought I was just listening to this episode and forgot that I'm actually part of it. And that was brilliant (laughs) to just listen to. This is great. This is is Pinterest. I really like it. Wait, where were we? Okay. Why is there a big fence? I don't know. Ask the council. There's one problem with that. What? Rufus suddenly talks loudly, letting his boredom out. We're in the middle of a field. The dullest place I've ever set foot in. Yeah, sorry about that. We've not landed in the nicest part of the planet. I'll say we haven't. What are we doing here? You could have taken me to any field and I'd have felt the same way. Do you want to go somewhere else then? If you don't mind. Rufus is, is very easily like I know that it's was a field, an ama- but... that was an amazing scene. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, genuinely a great scene. I do quite like the idea of of the Doctor taking someone somewhere really boring first. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's a, it's a test, <laughs> and Rufus failed. Let's go. Yeah. No, Rufus passed. He was honest. <laughs> um, scene eleven. Interior TARDIS day. The TARDIS... What's, the, what's the difference between TARDIS at day and TARDIS at night? Good, good question. Doesn't the TARDIS matter. is in flight. Neither is talking. Wait, it's day, but it's also in flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you never had a night flight? Um, <laughs> the TARDIS is in flight. Neither is talking. Softy is looking at the scanner screen. Rufus is sat on a step. There is an awkward silence. Softy? Why did I take you with me? I've been meaning to ask you... Well, yeah. Why did you bring me? You never said. I was getting lonely, and then you turned up. If you'd gone home, you'd have told the authorities, and there would have been a worldwide investigation. Basically, I was saving you the paperwork. Why, are you not happy here? No. It's not that, it's just... Softy is looking directly at Rufus now, realises something might be wrong. Just what? It's probably nothing. Only... Tell me. I don't know. Rufus, tell me what it is. Okay. It's just... I don't actually remember going back to the museum. 
I don't remember being in bed and then suddenly that dog thing disappeared. I don't even know why I went. I heard the TARDIS engines, but I didn't know what it was. And suddenly I was with you in the museum, like I said. Lots of people lose bits of memory. Yeah, I know. It's probably just... Amnesia. That's what they usually blame it on. But what they don't often know is sometimes they've been... What? Softly looks right at Rufus. Possessed. Possessed? No, surely not. What? You really think so? Softy nods. I think it's time I use the old brain scanner again. Come on. <laughs> I don't know why it's so sexual, but it just is. <laughs> I was not getting that vibe at all. Really? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> just you. Seems... <laughs> I think it's time I use the old brain scanner again. <laughs> I think it's time I use the old brain scanner again. Come on. I love the brain is capitalised. Um, scene 12. Interior. Brain scan room. Also, also day. <laughs> also day. <laughs> well, they have got a time machine. Rufus is lying on a dentist's chair-like device. I, w- I would rephrase that these days to a device like a dentist's chair. Um... <laughs> With his head in a metal thing. Softy is at the side control. (laughs) Metal comma thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Softy is at the side control panel pressing buttons. Softy, are you sure about this? Yep, never been more sure of any. A loud bang, not an explosion. But a mechanical emergency sort of noise rings out through the TARDIS. Thing! Oh dear. That's not good. What was it? The drift compensators! They've gone into meltdown! (laughs) Mind you, shouldn't take long to fix. Stay there, don't touch anything, and shout me if anything goes wrong. I'll be back in a minute. And he's gone. Rufus sits alone for a while. A continual groaning noise echoes throughout the ship. The lights flicker off and then on again, and Rufus looks around. Come on, softy. The lights flicker again. What's going on? Very low-pitched music. It just feels scary. (laughs) That's what you want to write in your scripts. No explanation of how. It just feels scary, you know? A cloud of steam is rising from the ground beneath him. Suddenly, a massive whump sound booms throughout the ship, and a surge of power. The TARDIS engines start up, and Softy arrives back in the room. Sorry, that took a bit longer than expected. I also had to reboot the dime... Sorry, wait. (laughs) I also had to reboot the dynamorphic generators, or we'd both be... Come on, Softy, I thought you needed to scram my... Scram? Sorry, apologies. <laughs> thought you needed to eat my brain. <laughs> that is a northern word for food, isn't it? Yeah, it is. See, I, I am cultured, in a way. <laughs> to the north. Come on, softy. I thought you needed to scan my brain. Yes, that's it. I knew I was forgetting something. 
<laughs> he moved back Sorry, to the I love that like, something interesting happened. The doctor <laughs> left the room, solved it, and came back. All the while, <laughs> Rufus was just sitting there doing nothing. He I wasn't know. doing nothing. He was muttering to himself. <laughs> Problem arised and was solved outside the room. Uh, Softy moves back to the controls. Now hold still. Only move when I tell you to. I just need to power up the photon driver and... Three, two, one, and activate! There is a thump sound and a long, uh, loud bang as the brain scanner flares into life. The sound of raw power screams through the room. And then, as quickly as it came, it dies away. Jono? I'm, I'm waiting on Jono. Thump. Just hang on. Raw power. Raw power. <laughs> oh, raw power screams. There you go. <laughs> Are all these sound effects going to end with there you go? Yes, probably. There you raw go. power. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> you can move now, Rufus. The control panel bleeps and softy <laughs> reads the screen. Well... Not well. It's just as I thought. Lightning the dog possessed you and made you come to the museum. Why? I don't know. Unless... I'm waiting. Unless he needed you for his plan. Before I persuaded him to use the TARDIS. It's lucky for you that I did persuade him not to use the artifacts in the museum. If he did, he would have used you as the converter. After you had served your purpose, you would have died. Blimey, thanks a bunch, Softy. Oh, it was nothing. I'd have saved it. No- wait, is that... <laughs> oh, it was nothing. Is that I'd done have saved in- anybody. Wait, wait, is that done in a, in a mean way or not? Oh, no, it's not done no, in I- a mean way, is it? <laughs> but you just no. get that from Rufus. You feel like he- Rufus wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I actually do feel like... Rufus is in a really bad place in his life. So I kind of feel like he didn't want saving. That could have been like a weird reveal in like, you know, like it got revealed that Amy was getting married in the morning. It could have been revealed that the companion was going <laughs> oh, to kill no. themselves that night and the doctor is spending all this time oh persuading them to be alive. Not not unknowingly, but by the end of it, they're like, oh, I want to be alive now. It's like, oh, thanks a bunch for saving me. Ugh. <laughs> Shall I, think, I redo I think... the line or are we no, going to go with is... this? That line is honest. That's um. No oh, one thanks says a thanks a bunch. I honestly, <laughs> that's I true. I know that actually. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was nothing. I'd have saved anybody. By the way, what happened to lightning? I never asked. What I did was open up the time vortex and put it into lightning. <laughs> I expected him to surrender. <laughs> I expected him to surrender when he realised that it was too much energy for him to convert. But it all happened too fast. It killed him. I didn't mean to do it, you understand. I don't want to give you the wrong impression. It was purely accidental. It's okay, Softy. Accidents happen. Yeah. (laughs) So, where now? That's a different explanation to what we said in like two scenes ago. <laughs> two scenes ago, the heart of the TARDIS was opened and it was genuinely an accident. 
but now it's been now it wasn't actually he, that was actually the plan to kill him uh, I thought the plan was to make him old so yeah, that no, his, that was the plan. He would have a bad back. Yeah, um, but it, he, he, the idea is that that's what would have happened, but it was softly made a mistake and did too much, and it, it well, was did, too quick, he, and, and it disintegrated him. He did say, like, wow, that, that I didn't expect. I like how it hasn't phased him too much. No. <laughs> I accidentally murdered someone. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't want to give you the wrong impression. Have I that right? <laughs> I never asked. Um, scene three, TARDIS day. Three, I love day. Oh, 13. sorry, thirteen. Yeah, um, <laughs> interior TARDIS day. Well, okay, well, as many <laughs> scenes as many scenes as we've had doctors. Um, Softy and Rufus are at the TARDIS console. Well, that didn't hurt too much, did it? What is what happened are in between these two scenes? Are they talking about the scan, or are they talking yeah, about yeah. something else? <laughs> <a> very, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that didn't hurt too much, did it? No, I suppose not. Sorry, I'm just, I can't anyway. take it seriously. I've had this exact same conversation before. Oh. That didn't hurt too much, did it? <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to give you the wrong impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Accidents happen. It all happened too fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reading the lines you wrote, Joe. Uh, in the wrong order. Anyway, what I was about to say was, or is, rather, was slash is, that we will be shortly arriving at the Great Falls of the Von Sin Guard, the largest liquid nitrogen falls in the galaxy. Liquid nitrogen? Yep, you heard that right. But liquid nitrogen is extremely cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yep! The falls are at minus 208 degrees Celsius. That's why I've got to wear your coat. <laughs> I love this doctor. This doctor is mad. I love 208 it. degrees Celsius. <laughs> it's liquid nitrogen. But that's cold. Yes, yes, it is. I should I should point out at this point, actually, Jesus. that I when I wrote this, I was I was determined to make it like for some reason I wanted to make the physics accurate, so it would be like borderline educational. Mm. I, I've learned a lot, Joe. I've learned so, so a much. A lot of physics I've learned in a there. Lot. A lot of, um... I've learned a lot about you, Joe. <laughs> We're only like a quarter of the way through this thing. Um... <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of um, bad, bad physics to, to come. Um... Lovely. Okay. Scene 14. Interior. Rocky Cavern. Day. The TARDIS grates and grinds, forcing itself into existence. <laughs> Softy and Ruth. You spin to the loo, John. I love that as an explanation. I, I like that as a description for the TARDIS, forcing itself into existence. Yeah, I think yeah. I use it three times That's in this. That's nice. Oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> and you'll um, have that exact same sound all three times. <laughs> can't wait. Softy and Rufus clamber out, but all there is to see... Comma, is a great big stone wall. Softy, oblivious to this problem, grandly announces their arrival. Thank God you wrote that, because this, this being primarily audio, that wouldn't have really come across. Behold, the falls of Von Singard. Where? Uh, sorry? Where are they? I don't see anything. Softy looks around. Good point. Why is point capitalised? 
Good point. <laughs> That's where they are. They're at a good point. But good point. Where are they? Where are they? They're at a good, good point. point. <laughs> at good point. <laughs> are they a popular tourist spot? Yes. What makes you say that? That sign over there. Softly follows Rufus's gaze. A sign stuck to the stone. It reads, Visitor Center, this way. That would be a good direction to use as our next course of action. What? Uh, this way. Sorry, I paused there because the direction is softy, brackets, slightly put out. Yeah. <laughs> He's slightly put out. Uh, this his, way. His, 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 his bubble of grandiosity has been burst. This way. Uh, um, I don't know how to say in this voice how the sound <laughs> slightly put out. Uh, um, this this uh, this way. Use one of those. That's, this this what, is so different to what I imagined back in the day. How I am I am merely giving I'm merely giving voice to what you've written, Joe. When you told me Jack was going to be doing it, this is all. This is all I pictured. <laughs> Can you imagine if we'd swapped? How would how would Jack read Rufus? Um, <clears throat> Are they a popular tourist spot? That <laughs> sign right over there. <laughs> oh, don't give away my tour guide voice. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Richard Ayoade was on this call. Yeah, Richard Ayoade. <laughs> um, okay, scene 15. Visitor centre. Still day. As they walk past the visitor centre, they overhear a tour guide talking to a higgledy-piggledy group of tourists of all shapes and sizes. Is everybody here? Rufus, don't... Rufus, don't comment on their various shapes and or sizes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he checks a clipboard... Uh, the tour guide checks a clipboard that is far too big for him. And Softy and Rufus sneak in amongst the crowd. <laughs> the tour guide looks up notices the additional duo. Wait, who are you two? You're not on the list. Oh, we're just... Annual safety inspection, nothing to worry about, just a regular checkup. I see. Anyway, <laughs> off we go then. Jack... Jack I just realised yes, Jack's doctor right. is like someone you'd avoid at the country club all the time. It's like, yeah. How many country clubs <laughs> are you going to? I don't know. You just—they're sound... all the rage in York. You just sound middle class and Tory and old. <laughs> he does. This doctor does sound like a Tory. <laughs> um... Rufus sounds like a Tory. <laughs> Rufus is Rufus voted bloody UKIP. He's controversial. <laughs> no, um... I, I vote monster raving loony party, and I tell everyone because I think it's really funny. The ninety-nine yeah, p coin is totally I mean, worth Toffee it. Does. I'm I'm voting for the cannons at the next one. Um... <laughs> Scene 16. Exterior at the Falls Day. The gang arrive at the falls. It's a beautiful rocky cliff face with what looks like water flowing down it in slow motion, in almost slow motion. But because it is liquid nitrogen, it is steaming like mad, and the group of tourists are almost completely obscured by the fog. Wow. Well, here we are. It's amazing. It's completely worth the t t temperature. It's really hard to do that. I'm sorry, Rufus. I really thought I had some coats in the TARDIS. The TARDIS? That's easy for you to say. You've got a scarf on. 
Oh yeah, Softly's outfit is a top hat and a scarf, and that's it. <laughs> I'm covered in a thick layer of fur. Um, the tour guide is addressing the crowd now. Everybody, gather round. The crowd huddle round obediently. Welcome, everybody, to the Great Falls, the largest liquid nitrogen falls in the galaxy. This is the warmest part of the planet, and... Warmest? It's absolutely freezing. Ah, an outsider, are you? Rufus nods. Well, here on Glacialis... This is warm. Glacialis, man, come on. Sorry. Sorry, I forget where... Well, here on Glacialis, this is warm. (laughs) If it were any colder, the liquid nitrogen would freeze and nobody would come here. (laughs) Bloody tourists. (laughs) He stops addressing Rufus and turns back to the crowd. Anyway, the falls were originally discovered by the Vetus tribes over 500,000 darts ago. Is that is that you trying to be clever, being annoyed that years is always mentioned in foreign planets? <gasps> this is for me. My God, Joe. <laughs> yes, finally. Yes, yes, yes. It's literally right, explained. <laughs> Sorry, thank you. Softly uh, I'm good whispers now. in I'm Rufus's fine. ear. The tour guide keeps talking in the background. Don't worry about that, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> A dart is their year, which is 6.75935 of your years. Why is a year not the same here? Because a year is a measurement of how long a planet takes to orbit a star once. And that time is different in different places. <laughs> this planet takes 6.75935 times longer to orbit this star than yours does yours. So that means it is further away than yours is from yours. Hence the low temperatures. Show off. Hey, do you want me to take you back home? Only joking, Softy. Anyway, I've been meaning to ask you, how does the TARDIS work? (laughs) Softy looks at Rufus. Do you really want me to tell you? Yeah. Are we done here? I think so. (laughs) And the cold is getting to me now. Come on, then. (laughs) Also, that's the second time Rufus has said, I've been meaning to ask you something. (laughs) This is great. We've gotten the villain out of the way in like scene four, and now it's just um, tour- like tourism holiday. I love the idea of the doctor is having to persuade someone to come with him. It's like, look at all the cool things I can show you, and he keeps fucking it up. Here's a rock. Here's a big field. Fuck. Um- Here, freeze to death. Let me explain how years work. Let me explain how years work to you. Like you're a five year old. You never. You don't even know what a year is. <laughs> I know. To be fair, I think that that I needed that explanation, in fact. Because <laughs> I was, like, really confused. I was like, oh, how does it work? Okay, guys, okay. Buckle down for this next scene, right? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm, buckled, I'm buckled all the way down, mate. Scene 17. Interior TARDIS. Day. <laughs> well, get ready. This is really quite complicated. Okay. I'm giving you an option. Do you want to know how to operate the TARDIS? Or do you... <laughs> Want to know the theories of time travel? How to operate it, please. Well, here we are now in standby. Rufus Sniggers. He can just do that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Right. 
Anyway, as I was saying, what? <laughs> that's not even right. a joke. It's supposed to be a joke about. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense when I wrote, I read it back. Wait, I'm anyway, confused. I'm really confused. What happened? The, the... You're just being a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he, ma- is he making fun of him for like? Well, here we are now in standby. In in my mind, as when I was writing this, that was a that was like a funny thing because TVs go in standby mode, and it's funny that the TARDIS goes in standby mode as well. Oh but it's God. not funny. It's just not funny. <laughs> That's why when you don't explain your jokes, Joe, my brain. If you don't write them down immediately afterwards, oh my God, I've just seen the number of long lines yep, I have yep, here. Yep. Am I literally going to explain time travel to someone? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm oh, excited. Yes. Oh, I can okay, see the fine. line location in 4D space time. This is going to be great. <sighs> okay. Anyway, as I was saying, this is the standby mode in only one relative location in 4D space time. Yes? Uh, yeah. Good. So, to power up, you need to activate the atomic accelerator and then select your intended location with the scanner. Or you could just set off and simply drift into the time vortex and decide the location later. What's a time vortex? The time vortex <laughs> is the central core through space-time. You are familiar with space-time, aren't you? Yeah. Well, a bit. Actually, no, not really. Well, space-time is a way of describing the 3D universe with time as an added dimension. You're not really getting this, are you? No. People like you are used to a world in three dimensions, up and down, left and right, backwards and forwards, with time as a background thing that just ticks away as the universe progresses. But it isn't. No? No. Time is intermingled and woven into space as a different dimension. Ah. I don't really get it, but it will do for now. No, it won't do. You need to understand. <laughs> it's obvious that if time was fluid, like a like a line, then every point in space, <laughs> then if fuck, then every point. <laughs> if time was fluid, like a line, what? <laughs> if time was fluid, like like a line, then every point in space would be in any one point of time. Yeah. Well, if space-time is correct, which it is, then it's logical. <laughs> How do you speak in brackets? <laughs> That's ADR. That's just dubbed in the middle no, of my you, you have to just say open parentheses and close parentheses. Well, if space-time is correct, open parentheses, which it fucking is, close parentheses, <laughs> then it's logical that every point in time exists at every point in space. Yeah. Hang on, what? Yeah, all of time exists everywhere, in space. What? (laughs) So, you're saying that everything that will ever happen in here is there, but in another dimension? Yeah. I, sorry, I hate how much he says yeah instead of yes. I feel like I keep wanting to say yes, but the line is... because it doesn't match the voice you're doing. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that's the theory, but not in here. Why? Because the TARDIS cuts through the fourth dimension. It can't have the fourth dimension in it. It would be like swimming with your mouth open. You'd drown. Same with time. (laughs) (laughs) Like a fluid line. (laughs) 
It would be like swimming with your mouth open. You'd drown. Same with time. If, you'd if you let too much of the fourth dimension in, then the TARDIS would get bogged down with contradictions and would be unable to move in time. Oh, I get it. So the time vortex is the central core through this space-time. All, all of time revolves around this shaft. <laughs> what? All of time revolves around this shaft through the fabric of the universe. Imagine that a full bath is the fabric of space-time, and you pull the plug, and a vortex forms. It's a bit like that. If you travel through the vortex, you can get to any depth of the bath. You can travel, <laughs> and if you travel through the time vortex, you can travel to any point in time. Wow. <laughs> but... <laughs> I love this really over-energetic doctor and then this really unimpressed companion. Wow. Yeah, I, Please, I, I just want you to I like me. I feel like me and Jack have had this exact same conversation before, but like this is literally Jack trying to explain anything to me and me not understanding what he's talking about. <laughs> I just love the book. And him just like not giving up. I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. And he's just like, okay, but the time vortex. And like just keeps going. I feel going. I'm about to say this is all made up. Like that bit in um, The Doctor's Wife where um, the yeah. Doctor explains the bubble universe to Rory and Rory's like, I get it. Okay, well, it's nothing like that. Yeah. Mm. I love like Softy's about to say, do you want to get in the bath now, Rufus? Like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, it's, not like, it's like, Rufus is clearly not getting it. And I'm like, okay, wait, you understand. Now imagine a bath. It's like a bath. It's fluid, like a line. <laughs> You can travel to any point on the line, in parentheses, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. But how do you... <laughs> I can't actually get the line Can I get up, that wow I again? I want, I want genuine... <laughs> I want you to be in awe. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. I am trying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think that Fuck you too! <laughs> get out of my TARDIS! How is he getting more, I mean, less energetic with every attempt? I'm aging! I've become old throughout this, explaining this to you! Wait, I, I can do it. I'm so sorry. This is so. I'm so sorry. I don't know why this is so hard. Wow! But how do you get into the time vortex? Ah! That's where it gets difficult. You have to create a singularity, what you would call a black hole. Black hole? But wouldn't you get pulled in? Almost. But a black hole is, is not a hole. That's very misleading. What is one, then? <laughs> Let me just... This is where I've written on my script. So boring. <laughs> this, is no, draining. This, is, this is great. <laughs> Well, before I answer that, let me talk about matter. Matter curves <laughs> space-time. Imagine a big rubber sheet, and then you drop a cannonball on it. It makes a hollow. It makes a hollow? What? <laughs> yeah. It makes a hollow in the rubber. That is what the sun, planets, and anything does to space-time. They curve it. But how much they do so depends on how dense or massive the object is. When a star dies, it collapses in on itself, 
Some stars are so big that they just keep on collapsing. They become a singularity, a tiny point with infinite mass. That is a black hole. It isn't a hole, just something really, really dense. Like this conversation. (laughs) Something massive in parentheses me, or something dense in parentheses you. (laughs) Oh, but... How does that get you into the time vortex? Well, if you create a black hole for a tiny, tiny amount of time, and then destroy it, then it rips a hole in space-time as the fabric snaps back to its original position. This is called a wormhole, and that is the way into the vortex. So is that what the TARDIS does? Create a wormhole using a black hole? Wow. I think that's enough. I think that's enough of a lesson for one day, don't you think? But you were going to teach me how to pilot the TARDIS. Another time, which is an interesting idea, actually. I've been searching for an alternative. <laughs> I've been searching for an alternative form of time, but I haven't found one yet. Oh, we made it through that scene. Oh my god! Fucking Jesus! Oh, that was- I got a PhD now. Am I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this doctor is really earning the title. <laughs> This is the first doctor with a doctorate. Oh, I thought you were going to hang up during that scene. Okay, we're, we're over the hill. <laughs> we're over the hill and we're into the huge mountain. Mm. <laughs> exactly. And it's still Seen fucking 80. day. <laughs> it's always day. <laughs> How long's a day anyway? A day is actually measured it's by... It's 6.93575 years. <laughs> a day is 8.3 dards. <laughs> Have um, I explained dards to you yet, Rufus? Rufus, Rufus, how long is a dard? This will all be on the quiz later on. <laughs> that is how it feels. That is how it feels. I'm going to note that down. Note that down, Rufus. Note that down. Scene 18. Exterior, huge mountain. Day. Softy and Rufus are standing outside the TARDIS on a massive mountain peak. They are wearing sunglasses and holding hot drinks. Softy, tell me why we're here. It's freezing. You'll see. Just stop complaining about the cold. But I'm going to get hypothermia. First those wretched liquid nitrogen falls and then this. When are we going to go somewhere warm? Next time, I promise. And we'll stop off at an outdoor clothing shop to get you a coat. Can you just appreciate where we are? (laughs) But you haven't even told me where we are. Really? Did I leave that bit out? I'm so sorry. We are standing... We are now standing on, wait for it, the highest mountain on an inhabited planet in the whole galaxy. Measured by height above sea level. (laughs) (laughs) Defining what a... You mean, what is a mountain, you may ask? Depending... Measured by height of sea level. But on each planet, sea level is a different height. So... (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> I just like didn't expect to finish my line like that. <laughs> Inhabited planet in the whole galaxy. Measured by height above sea level, TM. Wow. How many, wow how many times is Rufus going to say wow? <laughs> Someone's so in, unimpressed. Look at the wow rest of Oh, God. I yeah, feel look like at the next at the, line. Uh, uh, oh. oh, God. <laughs> but that's mainly because... Oh, God damn it. But that's mainly because it does not have a sea. What? So this is the tallest mountain above sea level and there isn't any sea to measure from. 
Yeah, the above sea level height is infinite. <laughs> That's rubbish. Why? It's a con. Do people pay to come here? Not usually, but they do today. Why? Softy looks up into the sky, distracted away from Rufus. Oh, look, it's starting. Rufus looks up too. Oh, my. Behold, the best place in the universe to see a double solar eclipse. Double eclipse? Yep, that's right. But how can you have a planet (laughs) orbiting two suns? Now, it doesn't orbit both. Then how can there be a double eclipse? (laughs) The second sun is actually just another star that happens to be quite... (laughs) Physics lesson number three. (laughs) The second sun is actually just another star. That's why... Alright, here we go. No, I got this this time. Let's have that one again. The second sun is actually just another star that happens to be quite close to this system. But how can both be covered by one moon? Who said anything about one moon? Can you have two? (laughs) Yes. Some planets have over 400. So how come both of them cover a different sun? Chance. It had to happen someday, (laughs) but it is extremely rare. Okay. Let's just watch it. They both watch it. It is beautiful. Both the moons move over the face of a sun, and slowly but surely, both become covered perfectly. Wow. I feel like Owen Wilson here. <laughs> can you actually... Wow. <laughs> can you wow. actually replace my wows wow. with Owen Wilson every time? I feel like wow. that really adds something. I'll play them at the same time. It'll be like a harmonising. Wow. I know. What is all this cloudy stuff around the edges? It's the solar oh. corona, oh, no. the atmosphere oh, of the star. Poorly aged means. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, but what is it? It's a massive stream of smashed <laughs> atoms, clouds of electrons and protons shooting across space. This is where on my script I've written, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they light up? Because the sun lights them up. It's the wonderful universe we live in, you know. That's another thing I'm trying to do. I'm trying to open your eyes to the world we live in and the laws that govern existence. Have you rehearsed that? No, I'm being serious. You need to lose the arrogance. Be a nicer and more appreciative person. Am I really that horrible? Not horrible, no way. It's just you shouldn't be bored with life. When all this is out there. Oh my god, it's happening. It's, it's really <laughs> happening. <laughs> Some characterization. Wow. Some char- this is, again, to compare it, way better than current Doctor Who. <laughs> you can't think about that all the time. Trust me, you can. <laughs> Jack can't think about current Doctor Who all the time. <laughs> Do you? I see it when I close my eyes. <laughs> I've usually got a lot more to worry about, you know, saving the world, that kind of thing. Saving the world? Yeah, you saw me defeat lightning. I saved the world. Aren't you possessed? Didn't we find that out? <laughs> oh, yeah, Wait, what I just that? remembered that. <laughs> well, let's we'll talk about that later. You, yeah, you no, saw me tense. defeat lightning. It was, it was past tense. You have been possessed. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, oh, right. I thought you, I thought Rufus was still possessed and we'd just forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you saw me defeat lightning. I saved the world. Okay. Joe, do you have a problem with my line delivery? Is there a problem here? It's getting louder and more ridiculous every time. Okay, maybe that was a one-off. But you're just a traveller, aren't you? No, usually I have to save the world and fight evil menaces. You've not been here long enough to know that yet. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Anyway, the eclipse is over. Should we go now? No, all right. Where do you want to go now? Somewhere warm. This guy should have just gone to Spain. <laughs> I feel like this is like not worth the hassle. I can take you to space, Spain. It's a lot like Spain, but it's in space. Isn't it just... Have I explained what space is yet? <laughs> the city Barcelona, the planet Barcelona. Let me give you a brief rundown of the history of Spain and the Spanish language. 1719. <laughs> Interior TARDIS. Day. Oh, thank God let me know what time day. of day it is. Let this guy go to sleep, please. So let me just ask the same question I just asked. So, where do you want to go? I don't know. The Diamond Desert of Lexham or the Corner Shop. I don't mind. How the fuck did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Diamond Deserts are terrible. Give you terrible sunburn. And the Corner Shop is not an accurate location. Plus, it's boring. I know where to go. Have you ever heard of a neutron star? I think so. But I never knew what one was. Why? We are going to visit the planet... Wait, let me just read that. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to visit the planet Rotacolodia. No. Wait, is... Rotacolodia, you know? Hope, do you want to have a guess? (laughs) Uh... No. Obviously, guys, it's Rotacolodia. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Um, also, is a neutron yes. a thing? Like, yes, okay. a neutron star neutron is a thing. St- yeah. Allow me to explain neutron stars. The compression produces heat, which drives I... a nuclear field. Okay, I just <laughs> Sorry, thought, like, maybe you were referencing Jimmy Neutron, the, <laughs> the, the boy genius. That's what they're named after, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I think this is the last physics lesson, if I remember right. We can oh, get that. But they're so good. A planet orbiting a neutron star. What is a neutron star? Well, I'll tell you when we get there. With the usual bong sound. The TARDIS lands on the full stop after there. so specific and I love you know what we've lost so far in the script we've lost the camera directions that I was enjoying earlier in the script I want more specific camera directions that's how I write my script you love a good camera more. direction in your script you don't like to leave anything up to anyone else exactly <laughs> and oh look here we are scene 20 exterior dark planet night yeah It is a very the dark jet lag place. is gonna really fucking kill them. I'm just just realizing that Jack's got a monologue coming oh, up. Oh god! I can't fucking wait. <laughs> it is a very dark place. Everywhere there are jagged rocks and cracks in the ground. A pale blue light appears to be coming up from the horizon. Panning shot reveals the TARDIS yes! with Softy and Rufus stood outside it. So. A star is a massive ball of hydrogen gas, held together and compressed together by gravity, (laughs) yes? Yeah. And the compression produces heat, which drives the nuclear fusion to make the star burn. When the star... (laughs) (laughs) Opening up Wikipedia and typing in star. (laughs) 
When the star uses up all of its fuel, though, it begins to grow and then heats up even more. The core turns to iron, which is very heavy, and pulls the rest of the star back towards it. The temperature soars, and then the star explodes into a supernova. But with a neutron star, the star gets compressed in the explosion and rotates extremely quickly. And only slows down over millions of years. And, my calculations are correct, we should see this neutron star any time now. And with that, the blue light in the sky disappears as the, sor- <laughs> as the source of it rises over the horizon. <laughs> It disappears as it becomes fully visible. The light disappears as the light comes into view. (laughs) The the sky goes dark as the sun rises. No, um, a dark ball with a funnel of spinning blue light emitting from the top and bottom. It is spinning very quickly. There you are. I don't think I'm talking to the star there. There you are. (laughs) There you are. Yes. Just on time. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> Nothing impresses you. Jesus Christ. I just want you to like me. <laughs> Why is it warm? It all looks so cold. If you look closely, the beam of light hits this planet. That beam is firing particles at us, and the speed of those particles makes it very warm. You said the star's core collapsed in the explosion. So, how dense is that? Wait. How dense it that? Oh, how dense that it that? That sounds like a sentence. That sounds like a sentence that I would say. Put it this way: a teaspoon of that star would weigh as much as all the people on your planet combined. That is some heavy stuff. You can say that again. Say that line again. <laughs> that is some heavy stuff. <laughs> and I didn't even make that a if, joke. <laughs> if it were any denser, it would be on the verge of turning into a black hole. Oh, not black holes again. You don't know what they are. I can explain. <laughs> I've written a note to myself here, which was, did I know that this was boring? Because I wrote that line. <laughs> was I aware that I was writing something? Joe, did you take any of these lines out of your science homework by any chance? No, I was. I read these. I read these Stephen Hawking books for fun. This is a v. This is this is a V-source video. You know, I'm loving it. <laughs> Think of it that way. You know, we're traveling to all these different locations. We've... I. It's great. The fact that you wrote this at 13 is quite impressive to me because I don't know any of this stuff now. Like, I should probably <laughs> mention that I did fail GCSE science, so I have no idea what's going on and have had no idea for the last 10 minutes. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying what, it. What, you mean this, this didn't educate you? I, I'm a bit lost, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. My, my internet had just died, so I've also got no idea what's been going on for, like, the last three minutes. Oh, Nothing. Johnny, can you make a sound like a star spinning? Like really fast. Like spinning really, really fast. Good God. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they watch it for a while. It is spinning very violently. Suddenly, oh, Jono, you came back just in time. Suddenly, an explosion sound tears through the air towards them from behind. <laughs> They turn round to see and notice the same glowing thing they saw. Oh no! It's a plot hole. What fucking glowing thing? <laughs> it's a plot hole. <gasps> <laughs> this is all lies. Oh no. There wasn't anything. It was just a field, wasn't it? Yeah. A field and a and they Oh left. no, I should ask the council what's going on. 
<laughs> okay, okay. I know what's happened here. <laughs> there's a okay, scene what, that what I... is this supposed to be, Joe? There is a big um, texture that I downloaded off YouTube or something um, that I wanted to use. <laughs> so it's this um, glowing, um, just translucent orb that appears in the air every now and then. It was supposed to be there on the garden planet, but for some reason it's not in this script. I'm not sure why. Um, okay. But yes, they turn around and notice it. The same glowing thing as they saw in Gardenia. Softy runs to inspect it. What the heck is that? Softy, should we go? Not yet. This looks like some sort of energy conduct. Energy filtering into this part of the universe from somewhere else. Now, where have I seen this type of energy before? Gardenia. <laughs> no, before then. Something's happening and I don't know what. I hate not knowing. It's following us for a reason. I've seen it twice. Something must be causing it. Nothing to do with me. Softy, can we please go now? Softy turns to look at Rufus. He talks despairingly. Rufus. Rufus, no. It's you, isn't it? What? We need to get back to the TARDIS. Lightning has been listening to us. He has been with us the whole time. How? In you. And now he wants to take action. He's trying to possess you. Rufus is beginning to shake now, barely able to speak. Softy, help me. You'll be okay. As far as I can tell, Lightning can't hurt you by taking over. All I have to do is force him to leave when he takes over. But I'll have to... But I'll have to pretend I don't know he's in there. He won't be listening at the moment. He's trying too hard to take over and won't notice what I'm saying. Rufus stops shaking. Softy suddenly acts normal again, trying to fool Lightning. Should we go back inside now? Yes, I I think I'm done trying to work out what this thing is. (laughs) What is it then? Oh, just some radiation. Reacting with the particles from that neutron star, causing a form of aurora. Oh, so where next? Scene 21, interior TARDIS, day. Mate, I love this. I love that the the, the audience know that there's something going on here. It's great. Mm. Oh, the, the, he's pretending. Oh, I love that the tension. Oh, it's, I feel it coming. It's rising. There is a little bit of tension, actually, isn't there? Um, yeah. Not much, but a bit. Now we've established this lightning guy is willing to, like, kill someone and rage war on the universe. There's, there is some definitely some stakes going on here. I like this. Way better than current Doctor. <laughs> You've said that about four times. Yeah, I know. Now, I just Jack. gotta throw it in there. The line "I hate not knowing" is a very thirteen line, isn't it? Something I don't know about. <laughs> I hate not knowing. It works with this. But, it yeah, works I with this character have... though, because this character's thing seems to be knowing everything and, <laughs> and loving telling everyone. <laughs> Something I don't I want... know. What am I going to do? Do you want to see the results of my IQ test? Yes, I watched a Vsauce video yesterday. Let me tell you about it. Don't watch it yourself. <laughs> I can explain it slower <laughs> and less entertainingly. Okay. 21. TARDIS, day. Softy and Rufus day. are both inside the control room. Rufus not saying anything. Softy trying to act natural. But you can tell he's not the same. So, why don't you decide where to go? I don't mind. Anywhere is fantastic. The whole universe to choose from, and all of it is magnificent. Oh, you seem to have changed your mind. You seem to be appreciating the universe now. Has something changed? Not that I know of. <laughs> I'm just in a good mood. I know where to go. The grandest ship in the universe. <laughs> Apart from the TARDIS, obviously. But we've seen that. No. But this is probably the second. No, it can't be. It's, 
That's the GDH APL 4500. No, it's the third best ship in all the universe. No, that's not right either. Anyway, it's a pretty grand ship, I can tell you. <laughs> Rufus laughs uncharacteristically. Ha 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 ha. No, Rufus, come on. Oh, wait, do you want me to do that? Yeah, can you laugh in an uncharacteristic manner? You want me to laugh? On command, yes. yeah. in an uncharacteristic... What does that even mean? Wait, do I have to really do it? Yeah, Mate, do I've it. been squealing like a pig trying to sound really like a TARDIS. Weird. You can laugh uncharacteristically. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh, you can do better than that. Oh, that's fine. Well, no, okay, we'll live with that. So, is that where you want to go? Yeah, go on then. Softy messes around with the controls and then just stands there. But the TARDIS engines are not going. Nothing is happening. Rufus doesn't seem to notice. Are we there yet? Right, that confirms it. Just get out. What? What are you talking about? That's enough evidence. Just get out of Rufus. Look, I don't know what you mean. You know full well what I mean. Just leave him alone. Lightning. Lightning McQueen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. It's you, Lightning McQueen, my arch nemesis. <laughs> I think you're mistaken. I'm not Lightning, I'm just Rufus. I'm giving you one last chance. Either get out of Rufus or die a hideous death. <laughs> I'll fuck you up, mate. I'll, I'll kill you. Death. I'll do it. Hideously. But you wouldn't do that. You couldn't kill me, could you? You'd never bring yourself to murder. You've been in Rufus for a long time now. I just needed proof. And now I have it. You didn't remember what that energy was, even though I just told you. You didn't realize that the TARDIS wasn't even traveling. And you actually laughed at my joke. (laughs) Rufus, unfortunately, doesn't. (laughs) What do you want? A medal? But I suppose you found me out. Now, this is going to be either very, very similar or very, very different to the voice I did for Lightning earlier. Um, <laughs> Those are the only options. <laughs> it was kind of like a baby Jason just a Statham, bi- yeah, it was from just, what I remember. Um, yes, it is I, Lightning. I have possessed Rufus, and I intend to use your time machine, using the phenomenal power to restore my people to power. And by what method do you wish to achieve... Do you quit? <laughs> And by what method do you want to achieve this? Oh, <laughs> Lovely spelling of the word wish there, Joe. W H I S H. And by what method? And Please pronounce what, it like that. And by what method? And by what method do you wish to achieve this? <laughs> Lightning. You think I will tell you the whole plan in your dreams, little bear? I. We'll start universal war, and you can do nothing about it. Oh, yeah. And with that, he reaches forward and presses a button on the console. The engines start up, but in a lower pitch, with all sorts of terrible background groaning noises. (laughs) What have you done? Oh, pretty simple, really. I've just sent the TARDIS to its next programmed location. The seventh grandest ship in the universe, the PTGFR. Oh, and I activated the self-destruct mechanism. What? No! 
who can no longer use my ship to bring back the terrible race of the cannons. But now you will lose your ship, and you will have no means of transport, and no home. I'm getting on a bit, you know. <laughs> After 300 years, I think it's time I stop traveling. Jack, you've gone into full Tom Baker now. It's, I know, it's great. <laughs> Be it that way, but I will never give up. I will stop at nothing to bring back my people, and I already have a plan. If the TARDIS explodes, it must cause some sort of effect everywhere in time and space. Yes? Cracks in the universe. Yes. <laughs> so this was pre- this was post-season five. <laughs> yeah. So when my people, the cannons, are losing their war, they will escape through one of those cracks in time and be transported to wherever the TARDIS exploded, which is the PTGFR. My people will fight the ship and its fleet, and war will break out on cosmic scale. I will win, Softy. I will win. How, how hard would it be to edit just any scene in, like, Series 5 where you reach through the crack and just you pull out a teddy? This is what's going on on the other side of the crack. <laughs> a, 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 a teddy bear is fighting a dog. <laughs> Before somebody can say anything, the TARDIS explodes. Jono? Bits of debris go flying everywhere and the whole scene gets obscured by fire. This white-hot scenario fades into scene 22, interior PTG FR.5, night. Softy and Rufus fall into the frame. The background is still fading into existence. It is a posh, white, classical-style ship with a few control <laughs> panels on the wall. Rufus is still possessed. Classical-style ship. I love, I love the columns. What uh, are all the, the round the things? The marble statues. It's, I think I meant Star Trek style, but I didn't know Star Trek well enough. Now, just get out of Rufus. No! Why should I? Because if you don't, I will find a way to force you. Softy, please. What? How are you doing that? Softy, please do something. This is Rufus, not like... No! No! Stop that! Stop that! That! No! I'm going to beat you, Lightning. I'm going to get out. Yes. Well done, Rufus. You can do it. You can do it. Yes. I'm nearly there. Nearly. Don't forget, Softy. I will never give up. You're going to lose, Lightning. Going to die. Maybe. But my people will live on. The cracks in time are open and my people are wise. Ah, they are here. Softy looks round out of the big glass window. It looks out into deep space, and there is a big split in the universe, and huge space battleships are cruising out of it. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! The return of the cannons! That's definitely a, a classical Who episode there. What, just the... The return of the cannons. <laughs> oh, I thought you oh. meant the fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to happen in, like, the very final episode of Doctor Who. Something bad happens and the Doctor goes, you know what, it's been, like, 70 years. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets banned. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they will wage war on the cosmos and then rule on high. Softy, I'm nearly there. I can tell that lightning is getting weaker. Keep going, Rufus. You can easily get rid of him. Rufus is now shaking. Close up. 
Rufus's eye has the reflection of Lightning's face in it. It begins to fade to the reflection of Softy. Suddenly, Rufus shouts. Amazing. Yes! Masses of purple energy come streaming out of Rufus, and Lightning's voice echoes out from nowhere in particular. No! I have been beaten! But now I will go and fight for my people. They need the knowledge of time travel that I now possess. And the purple energy flows through the window towards the battleships. Rufus collapses on the floor, panting and gasping for breath. That's why it was all explained. So now I've actually explained it to the bad guy. And he knows what neutron stars like. (laughs) How neutron (laughs) stars work. How will he use this this secret knowledge? Softy, I did it. Well done, Rufus. I knew you could do it. But there is more to worry about now. What do you mean? Lightning. <laughs> I keep thinking Lightning McQueen whenever I say that. Just Owen Wilson. Oh no. Lightning just restored his people to power. I'm coming to Tom Baker because I'm breathy. <laughs> he just went after them. And he'd been with us the whole time. Learning about the TARDIS. And time travel. Yes. The cannons are one of the most war-efficient races ever. Right up there with the Sontarans. But with time travel technology, they could be invincible. Oh no. But surely it will take them years to develop the technology. Oh yeah, thousands of years. But the thing is, when they do, they will just come back to now and give themselves the technology. So actually, it takes no time at all to make it. Oh yeah. Anyway, war is about to (laughs) wait. Oh god. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, war is about to break out on a universal scale. A new war. Time War 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. What do you mean, Time War 2? There's been a Time War before, between the Time Lords and the Daleks. But that one became Time Locked because it was so destructive that it threatened all of reality itself. I hope that doesn't happen again. I know. If it did, the cosmos would probably never happen at all. What? (laughs) (laughs) I love this sundowning doctor. It's like... (laughs) Senile old man! (laughs) So, what do we have to do? Stop them in a war? Fight them? I like your thinking. But no. I've got a plan forming. We can save the universe. What is it? How open is your mouth, Jack? I'm just like we open, just like the universe. I'm just like wide mouth, just grimacing between like little. <laughs> it's like I just got slack jawed whenever. It's... Listen here, this is what I need you to do. Bang! <laughs> Sorry, highlighted. I got excited. Oh yeah. <laughs> Suddenly the whole room tips to one side so everything falls towards the window. There is smoke and sparks everywhere. Rufus manages to hold on to a supporting beam and hangs on. Softy slips past the beam and falls downwards as the window shatters beneath him. Ah! He falls but catches hold of the window frame. Softy, what happened? Use your loaf, Rufus. We're in the middle of a cosmic war. Loaf? We've been hit? Well done, brain box. Thump. The whole room lurches again so that everything in the room stops sliding towards the window. But Softy is flung off the window frame and out into space. Slow motion shot. Softy falling out of the window, being pulled out into space, whilst behind him, 
a full-scale Star Wars-style war breaks out. Wow. With explosions and spaceships. Star Wars, Star Wars. The end of the universe. Oh, shit. And Softy is dead. What? End of part one. The end of the universe and he's uh, dead. Oh, my God. How is there a part two? Oh, mother of God. All right. Sorry, I think I How blacked out. How are we feeling out. after part one? I think I blacked out for a bit there. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, it was That was great. actually... That was actually just... I followed the story. It's quite simple, you know? And, you know, it wasn't... Good. Well, you know, as in there was one little plot hole, and they, they you know, they met, they travelled around a bit, saw some sights. Then everything went to the shit. The bad guy came back, and everything went to shit. But it kind of made... It's tied in with what he said earlier, you know? He said he would... Wage war. There's something about selling energy, but we'll forget about that. Um, <laughs> and now I'm dead. What a cliffhanger! Yeah, and what it a does, relief it's a, for it's the a audience. Good cliffhanger. I I did love a good cliffhanger. 